0: This episode of the Long Island Business Minds podcast is sponsored by Going Local Media. Going Local Media is a premium podcast and media production company who specializes in amplifying the message of you and your business. Be a guest on one of their podcasts to increase brand awareness, connect to a new audience, and to use as a content marketing tool. For more information on being a guest, send an email to info at goinglocalmedia.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Long Island Business Minds podcast. I'm your host mosa farrell and this podcast is designed for all of our local business owners entrepreneurs and professionals here on long island now each episode will feature a specific topic that will help you get ahead in your business or career and will feature a special guest is going to share with us their experience their expertise and their advice so today's topic is one that every local business owner or entrepreneur has faced or will face, which is when and how to grow your business now, oftentimes we always think we know when it's time to do it. Sometimes we jump the gun, sometimes we don't, but we always don't know the steps how to get there. So, today to offer us experience and advice is the CEO of Boom Zeal Enterprises, Phil DePaul. Welcome to our studio, Phil. Thank you for having me. So excited to have you here. Are you excited for this? I am, Melissa. Well, for now, let's see what happens, right? No, I'm just kidding. So All good right. Stuff. You're going to do this. We got this. Before we get started, though, Phil, we need to know a little about you and about Boom Zeal. So, what exactly is Boom Zeal? And what do you guys offer?
1: Ooh, the $100 million question. It is. What is zeal Well, let me be the first to admit, I don't really
0: know. Good, good. <laughs> I like that we're getting credibility built already. Go ahead. The
1: qu- the, the <laughs> question I like to be asked or the place I like to start, if you'll follow me, is why. Okay, so why? So why? For Boomziel, the question is centered around why and ultimately starts with one, right? I'm the, the guy in the hot seat. So where did it come from? I like to think that I was a business executive leader, manager, right, somewhere on his journey to find a career and, and pave a way. And I was looking for somebody else's mousetrap to do it in and just couldn't find the right opportunity for myself. So what I did was ventured out and tried to create the environment that someone like me would feel like they can grow and thrive in and thus this kind of you know interesting name was born. And where did it start? I mean, I spent 14 years growing up inside of somebody else's business. Oh, I know what that's like. Yeah. And it was a family business, not my family. Uh, And it provided a wonderful training ground for me to essentially practice and work on all those skills of becoming an entry-level employee and climb a ladder that wasn't really there. Uh, It was in the plumbing supply, wholesale industry. So in the trades Mm -hmm. and my father being uh, at this point, 40 plus year uh, union, New York city plumber set me up. I was a teenage kid with that job. and, And I just started to figure stuff out inside of someone else's business without knowing exactly what my role was and just kind of growing and morphing into it. So from the beginning, I had this amorphous relationship with a position or a job title. I just figured add value yeah you know be of service do good things yeah. right and it's the simpler you keep it I find the better off you are and I'm on this journey and then I get to this point in my career and, and now like I'm ready for the next thing and ultimately the business business owners weren't ready for me to be the one who had everything on his shoulders and and the feeling that I had yeah. was absolutely deflating yep. and then the opportunity The opportunity that I thought I had just hit a ceiling and ran out of room. And for me, it was like, this has to change. There was a period where I was probably some of my most miserable, even though I was comfortable, well-paid, and I had job security. I could not have been less fulfilled, satisfied, and I had to make a change. And even though I adopted somebody else's business as my own, it wasn't mine. I couldn't directly control the outcome. I made a move, I was able to spend uh, four years working for a private company on behalf of a contract with the Governor's Office of Storm Recovery, doing Hurricane Sandy relief work for housing victims of that storm. And I work with some tremendously talented people and I played the role of the deputy construction program manager, something that was very trumped up and I might not have been directly qualified for, but it involved a lot of moving pieces. It involved uh, an elusive job title and functions. And I was like, this is interesting. And, And I enjoyed that ride. And then I got to a point where the value that I was adding was coming to an end and I knew that it was time for me to make my own move. Yep. The problem was, even though I'd been on my own journey of developing my skills and honing my craft and growing my mind, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, yep, yep. I was waiting for the big idea. And the thing that I always loved was it was nonspecific. I just wanted to solve business challenges. I loved business operations and how work gets done and the it's idea of exchanging like it goods and yeah. services for money. Like it's just, it's a fascinating thing yeah. how the world works, how the economy works, but I never really cared what the platform was. Uh, I obviously spent time in the plumbing wholesale industry, plumbing, heating, HVAC supplies, so I had a familiarity with that and the wholesale operation. Then I got into uh, a bureaucratic governmental program Good intentions, yep. right? There's billions of dollars that are going to the the victims and to the consultants, of which I was one, yep. to help people. The intention was good. The practice was so inefficient. It was like pulling teeth to try to make those good things happen, even though the the premise yep. was positive. And I'm just like, you know what? I can't do much worse, you know. I just need a thing to do. So what I did was I started looking at franchises. Smart. And I just jumped into disaster recovery on a smaller scale, franchise by the name of United Water Restoration Group. And it was a young franchise. I did not have any direct restoration experience. So I didn't, I wasn't the mechanic who was opening up the mechanic shop. I was like, I'm just a business guy right. who needs a model. You know, give me the starting point. And I think that I can execute better than most. That That's where it started. And then I did the thing and naturally... Uh, Boom Zeal, right? Who comes up with a name like that? Well, I guess the guy who buys into a 24 <laughs> 7 emergency response business <laughs> and puts all his chips on the table for that. And I learned a lot. I'm sure. I <laughs> learned a lot about myself, uh, about my sanity yep. uh, or lack thereof. And the idea of being there and being attached to your phone and being attached to the, the way that the public, the community gets a hold of you in a time of need because yep. we do water damage restoration. So extractions, I mean, some of the weather that we have experienced lately on Long Island has uh, created the need for those kind of services. So we do a lot of insurance claim work and it's a, an industry that works around the clock. It's about being responsive. Yep. It's about being there right after something bad happens. So that was your first company, Water United Restoration Group, right? Yeah. Okay, so how did you get to
0: the next? What I see all these logos behind you. How did we get to that point? I'm just, yeah. I wanted to know this. I still scratch
1: my head and wonder, <laughs> but. Magic balls. Yeah. And, and this is where, where did Boomzeal come from? So Boomzeal Enterprises Inc. was incorporated prior to buying my first franchise. Ah. And then I attached that name to that corporation. So it was the name behind the name. It was on things, but nobody saw it. It was right. private. It was yours. Yeah. It was like it was mine. It was my brand, you know. And I, it wasn't clear to me what it meant. It and, and we can get into that, but your question so your question was why these why these service companies or why all these logos? And ultimately the restoration business is a highly reactive business. Something bad needs to happen in, in order before for to someone business. calls me. And the whole time, I, I'd literally give my business card out and I'd say, I hope you don't need to call me, but yes. if you do, here's my number. And, and don't, don't lose this. You're going to need this. Well, <laughs> right? And and in my head, I, I don't like the word customer because the word customer to me is transactional. That's the same thing, yep. This for that. And then we're done. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And it's not how I approach things. So for me, it's about going deeper and being, again, like I said, of value. And I'm like, how can I reach more clients before or after we've already met through this single platform? I'm in a reactive business. So what are other ways that we can uh, serve? So spun off a construction company, which as with every great business has to fail before it can fly. (laughs) Um, So we're actually on 2.0 of our construction business. And uh, low price junk removal is also a light moving company. And that was an acquisition. So here we are, we're doing right. We're doing a lot of demolition. We're doing this work. So water damage happens. We would build back what was damaged, nice. thus the construction yep. piece, right? Yep. And then it, during the course of that business of the the mitigation, which involves a lot of wet, moldy, soggy drywall, damaged building materials, we used dumpsters, and then we eventually purchased a dumpster, and we had a partner that worked with us, and. He wanted to get out of the business. Hey, there are worse decisions than acquiring your business, and you already have a phone that rings. You already have clients you serve. Yep. Um, how can we kind of get our arms around them? So now these things are all happening at the same time. And then fast forward, and it's like, hey, 24-7 restoration. Well, what what leads to restoration and water damage needs? Well, plumbing. Yep. So... And you have background in that as well, so that kind of I helps. I do not too. as yep. a plumber. Trust nobody, me, nobody's nobody. <laughs> paying me for the, the a wrench in these hands. Um, you got to know your limitations. Good man. But um, uh, ran across another franchise that spoke to me on such a foundational level, uh, and and our organization in terms of it just aligned. Uh, they had great culture and values-driven, people-focused, of service, twenty-four-seven. It made way too much sense. So even though I wasn't ready, the organization, the team wasn't ready, it was the right thing at seemingly the right time. So you just dive in head first, and that's what we did uh, early in 2023. So that's how we wound up with uh, four brands in like four years, and now this whole Boomziel thing is our way of connecting the dots and telling the narrative behind, how did we get here? I get it, right? Because you get it. I do, I totally get it, yes. (laughs) But why? Right? Which is what comes back, the main question. Why, yeah. so why? So, uh, you know, boom zeal, what is it? We, to, to me, it speaks to a feeling, and it is, boom is essentially a catalyst mm-hmm. for positive change, constant growth. Things that no one can argue with me that motivate me, so it has to start with one, yep. and then it has to grow from there. And ultimately, when people align with you, they come, you know, they, they want to join your team. They got to buy into something. And some people buy into the job. Some people buy into the pay. And some people buy into people. Yep. So especially when you start up new, you got no track record. You're like, yeah, I don't even know how to do this industry. Right. <laughs> but, look, <Instant>. I'm <laughs> but I'm an old, I'm a swell guy. Yeah, and I do good things, <laughs> your, I swear. <laughs> your paycheck will probably cash at the end of the week. <laughs> so now, you know, here we are. And all of a sudden, I had all these brands. And I had to bring people in to help oversee these brands yeah. and the only thing i had to refer to that layer was boomseal. and then i was put on the spot to define it to take that vulnerable personal thing yes. and say it goes from being a me thing to a we thing other people have to, you know, pick up what I'm putting down. Yeah. And ultimately, some people actually did. And now that's why it's it's turning into a startup. It's kind of like the fifth startup right. of its own. We don't even have a real logo for it yet, which is less important than the this reason is not for bad. existence. Not I do like this logo. I'm you just can't saying. Can't screw up text. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love a good Times New Roman? I mean, come on. I do love a good font. I'm just saying. So, so we are a who company. Okay. You know, and and our mission right now is making property maintenance more manageable on Long Island. And with that big question of why, right? So that's the thing that, oh, it makes sense because you're doing this, but you have to go another layer deeper yeah. as to why. And and for me, it's personal too. It's like, well, why did I, why did I want to start a business that even involved other people? I could have been a solopreneur. I'm a numbers guy. I'm driven. I could do different things. A lot of people can do a lot of things, but like, if you keep peeling back the onion and trying to understand, well, what drives you, then you could communicate that to other people and be like, hey, do I sound crazy or yeah. does this resonate with you? And what I've noticed is that the the more I do that, the more that people really start to get close to, to understanding the driving, motivating factors behind what we're doing. Because for me, as with the franchise, what we do was a lot less important than how we do it. Yep. And... That was what I was concerned with. I'm like, whatever I do, I'm gonna do it to the best of my ability, right? Yep. You know, I'm gonna do it in this way, in this manner. So, boom zeal essentially speaks to that feeling, and and that feeling being transferable. Like, how can I be that catalyst yeah. that makes you feel a certain way when providing that service, right? The exchange. Yep. Currency for goods and services is, I don't know, it's old fashioned, but how can you transfer energy? Exactly. Like that sounds like a worthwhile yeah. um, thing to
0: explore. That leads to my next question, actually, because you just kind of hit on this. I always find that core values make a company successful. What are Boomziel's core values? Because I feel like that is kind of where you're headed here. And Before you take my question from me, I want to ask it for you, so go ahead. So. Thank you. No worries. No, thank you. It's a good leading question. because you have good core values. I want to hear all about them. So tell me.
1: (laughs) Our values are the cornerstone. And literally, when I started the business, we created a handbook. That's what a company is supposed to do. And it was very important to me to have core values in there. And those core values were in me. They were meaningful to me but I wasn't sharing them. I would yeah. give you a copy, right? But we didn't really talk about them a lot. Um, so now here they are. And we've clarified them over time. So at Boomzeal, we are accountable. We are solution-oriented. We are collaborative. We are resilient, and we are growing. Mm-hmm. So when you hold yourself to a standard of being what you say you are, that transparency, I think, is what helps build trust with Uh, employees in their role and with the community in the marketplace that you seek to serve. So, literally, you go to our website, we have them on our site that they need to be front and center, meaning that hold us to them, set the expectation, you know, and ultimately, what is a brand other than the message that you seek to send to the community, to the marketplace and then to be expected to deliver upon that. So, our values are very are very near and dear to my heart, and they've been adopted by many now, and they are now a living, breathing, dynamic thing that personifies who we are, and yep. that's why I like to say that we are a who company. We're, you know, we're a who organization, not a what company, because what we do is not specific. And that's who you are, yeah. And yeah, we have a lot of logos, and these are the ways that we express that bigger picture, but this is our core purpose. It's empowering leaders to unite teams and energize communities. Ah. Right? You see, you, I s- like you that. see yes. what we're doing yes. here? I'm picking up. You're putting yeah, down for We're <laughs> not banging hammers and sucking water. No. That's not why we exist. It's a way that we express our reason for existence. I
0: love this. All right, so just to kind of summarize here, we're going to get to our, our major topic of the show right now. But you started with one company, and then you realized that it's great. Merchant services are awesome, but you want more than that, right? And you grew into three new, now four total, mm-hmm. and soon to be boom zeal as their overall kind of right. carrier, correct? All right, so let's get into our topic then for our entrepreneurs out there. When and how did you grow your business? So, Phil, when did you know it was time to grow your business? What was that gut feeling? What happened? Give me some advice. When is it time? Yes.
1: Interesting question because it's a very intrinsic question. I think to an individual, to an entrepreneur, to a business leader, that growth is something you either—I feel right. No one can argue with my opinion. Exactly. Yes, (laughs) this is how I feel. Only (laughs) you either are open-minded or you're not, or closed-minded, and you uh, growth mindset should be within. Now, growing from a financial perspective is me very limited mm-hmm. it's it's way too narrow way too selfish and i love being as selfish as the next one i want my life to be full and meaningful and comfortable but if i don't do it with other people if i don't do it as part of raising all boats it's not meaningful to me yep. so define growth is the first thing that i would challenge an entrepreneur to do and casting vision because if you're growing are you growing in the way that you want, right? You could grow uh, intellectually. You could grow financially. You could also grow on the scale with your weight. Yep. I mean, yeah. so happen. <laughs> be careful because growth will come. In yep. fact, one of my mantras is grow or die. Mm-hmm. I've adopted that and it, it sounds a bit harsh, but, but ultimately, especially in a business, right? Yeah. If, if you think of it in terms of a business, you can't stay static you're either advancing or you're retreating so you have to be on the offensive and i think that growth mindset is the cornerstone of when to grow it's a combination of timing and risk tolerance yeah. so are you how much are you willing to bet on your big idea. And if your big idea isn't big enough, then it's probably not worth betting on. (laughs) So I think that there's a lot that someone like me has had to go through. And that's the only thing I could speak to is, is what I've gone through. And what I could say is that I started growing my business when I was in my teenage years. I didn't even have a business. I viewed myself, I'm the business. So if you apply yourself to anything that you do, and if you take the job, the role, the responsibility that you have in somebody else's business, and you treat yourself as that entity, that organism that should grow, then you're on a growth trajectory. And then if and when you made the right decision to start that business and lead from the front to create that environment that other people want to be behind, then then you know what happens the natural byproduct from doing a lot of the right things is that type of growth but be careful what you wish for because not all <laughs> growth is like positive or is intentional yep so didn't really answer no, the did. question specifically because i think that it's w- for everybody too you know what i mean like for it's every so, single person it's so subjective when you were talking
0: earlier you were saying how you changed when you weren't challenged anymore and that forced you to grow And that, to me, was something that stuck with me, too. Like, I had that same thing. I got to a point in a job where I was just stuck right here. I'm like, what am I going to do? I have all these skills. I would say I ran a business with somebody else, did all their work for them, didn't have any of the benefits of it at all. You know, and then you walk away from it going, what did I learn from that? Everything and nothing. I got nothing for it, but I got everything from it. And then you apply it. And to me, having that time when you realize that, wow, I've outgrown this, and that's when it's time to grow. You know what I mean? That's just my personal opinion. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's
1: looking in the mirror. Yeah. Right. So when, when we look at our values and accountability, what what standard are you holding yourself to? Yeah. So and this is why this is not just for business owners. This is for anybody exactly. who takes ownership of their own life. You know, and that's how about this? I'm not the one who wants to be sitting here talking in front of a microphone. Never wanted to be this person. Nope. I I really don't. Yeah. I'm happy being behind the scenes being the one pushing buttons, playing with numbers, making things happen, didn't need to play this role. But you know what I've done is on my journey, I just keep pushing myself yeah. into discomfort. Yep. So I think that when you get comfortable being uncomfortable, you, tr- you just seek out those challenges that stimulate growth. And if you can do that in an organization around other people, then they grow too. Yep. And if the people in an organization grow, the organization grows exactly and ultimately that's so one of the foundational pieces to to the mindset and uh, the paradigm shift that i attribute a lot of the trajectory my life has gone uh gone towards is there's a book by napoleon hill uh and it's called think and grow rich and like every teenager you read it and you're like ah how can i make a million bucks dollars or exactly. something right yep and you read this book and it's it is a it's a, it could be a slog to get through but there's there's so many gems in it and there's there are other books out there in fact one of the books i like to compare is the secret oh yeah um, Rhonda right, yep. Byrne yep. Uh, i haven't read it myself but i've heard her speak her message and the idea of like if you can think it and see it and you attach an emotion to a vision and a feeling yep. then what happens is the universe and your actions and your opportunities start to put you on a trajectory towards those things actually happening. Yep. And the power of that, the power of that mindset, literally, and, and maybe this is why I'm a good fit for being an entrepreneur, is that I, my sheer will, <laughs> stubborn, thick-headedness of just like grind, grind yourself to a bloody pulp mentality is that if you commit to something wholeheartedly, like burn the boats and go, then guess what? something's going to happen yep. and you're going to learn a lot about yourself in the process. So I think that growth has to start from within. Yep. And then if you want to do it on an organizational scale, other people have to buy in. But what are they buying in towards? Because if it's putting money in my pocket, yep. I'm sorry. It may mean something to me, me but, not but it to sure is not to mean anything to
0: you. Exactly. All right. Our second question on this topic is what steps did you take to expand from your first company to become Boomzeal? So what kind of steps did you have to deal with? I know. Well, you see all these. I mean, <laughs> the you, it was smattery. so easy. Yeah, all these logos make a whole new businesses LLCs. I it call was fantastic. them
1: hats. hats. I call them hats. Yes. So, and and I literally went through a period where at different days I just wear different logos and different hats yep. to what remind me of what am I focusing on. <laughs> so, I learn a lot through pain and making mistakes. Uh, and and. The, you know the best mistakes to learn from somebody else's. Oh, a hundred percent. And if 100%. you just, if you're receptive to them, um, then you'll figure it out. But I made plenty of my own, and I like to think that it's you know no regrets, right? If I could go back and do things differently, well then I, we wouldn't be, be here, here, exactly. Right? I do I see gotta, all that gotta, too, gotta, yeah. yeah. So, uh, zeal, these different companies, right? How did it all come to be? Well, clarify your question, please.
0: So, for example. What steps, did you said to yourself, okay, I can't just be water restoration. I need to be more than that. What did you say to yourself? You say, I have to sit down and I have to like map out the whole route. Did you know where you were going? What steps did you take? Go, you got it.
1: Okay, so I go like this. Okay. And it, it, it challenges you to have a vision, right? Yeah. Yep. Because 360 degrees. And if you're growing in every direction, then you're just spinning. You don't know where you're going. I had to pick a direction. It's a good, yeah, I like So that. my starting point was like, hey, the, tr- the first franchise was the trades, blue collar, I, I viewed it as white collar approach to blue collar work the restoration Ooh. business because it's documentation heavy we do a lot of communication and correspondence with insurance carriers adjusters we advocate for our clients and again i use the word client because even though we may only work with them once and we say Still that i hope this is the only fire the only flood that that you suffer but we get attached to these people yep. and i want to serve them more and if they like and trusted our team and the way that we did that thing. Yeah. I'm like I got to have another thing for them, yeah. to serve them with. So I started grabbing and said let's go in this direction, let's go in that direction out of a need to grow and to create more opportunity and to create more value. And literally that's where it came because if it was a straight paper chase, there are other ways to get there that didn't involve, don't involve more LLCs, and S Corps, more, corp, work and more yeah. filing receipts, insurance <laughs> policies. trust me. I've now started four corporations and I just, I'm so over it. I know, never <laughs> again I always say no more. So over it. So, so we got to the four and, 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 and again, why did we get to the four? It was being of more service, more value to not even more people the same people or we're gonna meet people so how can we provide them with as much value right and then like I said the whys the whys the asking yourself why why are we doing it and peeling back that onion saying well it starts with the values right so we do this thing good can we do the other thing good we have to or else we shouldn't do the thing exactly and if if this is our flavor of good, then our flavor needs to be consistent. That's the brand. Yep. And then what's the link that connects these different logos, right? Yep. And that's where Boom comes in. And then it's like, what the hell's a Boom <laughs> right? You put, it's if, a we, movement. if we, if <laughs> we, <laughs> I know this, if we put a billboard on the side of the 495 and people see it, what are they supposed to think? How are they supposed to feel? Yep. Well, if we do a good job. At sending the message as to why we exist with our core values with our purpose and our mission right now which is like i said earlier making property maintenance more manageable that was the thing that came together without us it, yeah. putting a, a, a sort of a, a label to it so we have to find the right words and and to tie it together but again I don't exist to do that. Yep. I personally have no attachment to the trades or construction or sucking water and drying structures. I mean, I'm sure you love mold as much as the next. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I like Waka Moldy. It's just myself, though. It's just kind of how I roll, but yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I view that. I view that business as dirty, disgusting, dangerous work that, hey, nobody is going to call us because they want to. They're going to call us because they need yeah. our services. So wishy washy uh services to me don't connotate a high value proposition. So if you're filling those sort of blocking and tacking tackling functions of commerce, then why can't you just hold it to a higher standard? And that's why I felt like what you do is not as important as how you do it and who's doing it with you. And ultimately that's that's my focus is who. Because what happens is when you identify great people on your team, and then you say, I only want great people on my team. This is what they look like, yep. and those values mirror those people, and then you start to realize that you have some good people on your team, and you're like, wow, that person's good.
0: Yeah, can I clone you?
1: <laughs> but do you ever want to be called good? Great.
0: Oh yeah, it's true, you want to be called great. I see what you're
1: saying. So you know, one of, one of, the, one of the mantras is good is the enemy of great. Mm. so I hold myself to that standard, and when it comes to surrounding my people with other great people, hold, hold that standard high, because great people love to work with great people. That's
0: a great well, And they do great question. work. Yep, exactly. Those are good steps to take to grow your business. I'm going to say that's my final answer for that at the end. I like that. That was perfect. Well done. Nailed it. All right, so this is a fun one. What are some of the challenges you faced And how did you overcome them when you thought this was easy? (laughs) (laughs) What were the challenges? Challenges.
1: Well, we were just talking about people, right? right. So the first person is going to be yourself. So if you're a business leader or you're a manager or you're someone who wants to play a pivotal role, you have to look inside yourself and you have to say, well what am I doing? Why do I exist? What's my core purpose? What do I want out of a, a situation or a business model? Because if you can't really define it in a way that somebody else can truly buy into, that's beyond just the what, right? And I keep taking the conversation away from the what, because I'm someone who's not the attached the who? to the what. Yeah, I get that. In fact... If anything, I'm the person who is just trying to find the right who's because the right who's, whether they do the same things as you or not, they open you to new ideas and yeah. new concepts and then you find alignment and you help to find other ways to make people win. So when it comes down to um, to the challenges that you're going to face, if you're not constantly tackling challenges head on and seeking them out you know and going mono and mono with yep. them then you're not going to grow because you're not challenging growth Growth doesn't happen. It might happen by accident for a period. Maybe you pick the right sector. You know, you're selling, yep. you're selling your thing on the right corner just at the right time, and, and it works, but nothing works forever. Uh, ask. <laughs> look at all the Fortune 100 companies that existed <laughs> decades ago, and how many of them are still around? They may have been great at what they, what they did, but do they last? So you have to constantly seek out those yep. challenges and then push through them. And one of the the biggest ways I think that we can do that is through curiosity. So if you constantly ask yourself or your team or your people or your clients, like the stakeholders, right? Stakeholders in a business is way more than just somebody whose name is on the the stock certificate. So like what serves you about this company, right? How can we add more value? And, And I think that if you do that, then... You'll get feedback. Yeah. And not all of it will be easy to digest or process. Like but some, needed. what do you do when you get the the bad review online or the, the irate? You go home and customer, you cry and then right? you pull it together. Yeah. Or you yell <laughs> at them and you're like, No, you don't know. This
0: is how we do it. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. No. no,
1: that's not the way. So no. the challenge is, you know, from people to um, to service levels and the operations systemize your business because if you're not systemizing systematizing your business and you're not striving for some degree of operational excellence which is a term that we that we attached ourselves to just about doing what you do consistently because here's the other thing I was talking about what you do and if you wanna do it across different businesses and you wanna be held to a certain standard, well then you better be consistent, yep. right? It's the McDonald's hamburger. You know what you're gonna get if you go to this corner, or this town, exactly. this country, Yep. right? It's predictable. Well, Boomzeal is holding these brands and any other brand that ever comes in contact with it to that standard of being consistent, predictable, that the values are gonna shine through, that our reason for existence is gonna be paramount to everything else yep. and, it was only through going deeper and deeper and deeper to uncover the the big why for why we exist, and then it, what it does is it casts a bigger picture as to how big the future could be, and the potential and the possibilities. And if you do that, if you open up potential and possibilities for your business, you open it up for the people inside of that business. You're helping pave the way for their own creativity, growth mindset, which financial you never success. had. Which I love that you created for
0: everybody else. So that was great. You and I was selfish. For that. Well, no, I wanted, you, were, you were selfishly unselfish. You wanted to do it for yourself, but create the thing for other people as well, though too, right? You want people to see maturity. You had to go grow, and now that's so that's fantastic. Own that. Take that to the bank. Thank you. All right. My last piece of this topic. We're gonna do a speed round after this. We're gonna do a speed round of yeah, some fun sure. questions. But what is the best piece of advice you would offer someone to grow their business? Best piece of advice.
1: I feel like I have so many pieces of advice not to follow, but okay. if I had to give one gem. For me, it starts with action. It comes down to decisiveness. It comes down to, because we were talking about risk tolerance, and yep. you can't have growth without risk. And you can't make change happen if you don't act. A lot of times we get stuck up here yeah. and we spin and we go and we think ideas, ideas, and ideas. Ideas are fantastic. But they don't exist (laughs) in the real world. So what are you doing about it? Until you act upon something, until you take that first step, right? What is it? Every, you know, every long journey starts with one step. Ultimately, and I I was doing this before, like, you figure out your directionality. If you start heading in that direction, it's not a straight path. It's, and it shouldn't be because if it is, it's too easy. You're not, challenged. you're not confronting those <laughs> yeah, challenges. Exactly. And then if you're not confronting those challenges, then you're not stimulating the growth that it's going to take to overcome those challenges. And, and an, another, another framework I like to use is be the hero of your own journey, I like uh, that. uh, of your own story. And how does the hero become the hero? It's not a cakewalk. Nope. <laughs> nope. What does the hero have to go through to earn the hero status exactly. at the end of the story. And at the end of the day, the hero ate some, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, got some mud kicked in his face, yep. fell, fell off a mountain or yep. her mountain, you know. And at the end of the day, like the, it's about the obstacles. So if you don't seek out those obstacles, but seeking them out and then, running into those walls and then and picking then right yourself up. Yep, exactly. Eventually, right? Right those You're going to soften up those bricks oh, one 100%. of these days. So, so for me, what I realized, I spent a long time getting ready to go into business, but it didn't really happen until I pulled the trigger. And I picked a thing, and I said, I'm going to go with the thing. And then I leaned into the thing, and, you, and I'm you now envisioned. doing more things. Yes. And now this fifth company, Boomziel Enterprises, it's now being brought to life it was under the table, and now it's in the spotlight, and you have to give it meaning, and this is challenging. Yep. What I'm doing is challenging, So, uh, but it required action, and by doing these things, it led me to the path that we're on now, which is truly the vision that I started to have for where uh, where I wanted to go, which was built around leadership, opportunity, no ceilings, which is why we are making property maintenance more manageable. Yeah. But not really. That's not why we exist. No, it's, it's the who. It's, it's the who, it's not the why. Yeah. <laughs> it's who's in it with with you. And this. and and that's why I think until you do something, nothing can happen and nothing can change. So take the first step. First step. I want to give you some really good credit real
0: fast because I'm looking at all this and I'm realizing your story that you started off with water restoration when emergency services happened. So, for example, what you created now is if I'm a business owner and I decide to happen a new business open in a strip mall, I go in there, I need work done. I can contact you and I can have you come do my contracting for me. And then, hey, there's plumbing issues. I can contact you because there's plumbing issues. Right. And then a water thing happens, a fire, whatever. I can contact you again. Same correct. company, same standards, same exact um, core values. And then if I'm sick of it and I want to move on or I've outgrown a business, now I'm going to grow my business, I can then call you for junk removal and moving services, correct? You're connecting those dots. I'm loving this because you basically have now cornered the market. If I'm a business or a residential area, I can, or I'm sorry, owner, I can use any of your services for any time I need. I'm going to get the same exact kind of quality each time because it's about the who. That's what
1: we expect to be held to is that standard. And now here's the other challenge. You're only looking at what's on the board, but Boomseal doesn't exist to do junk removal. Okay. We exist to make property maintenance more manageable. So if you want to have a fun conversation, you contact us and you say, well, here's a way that you can make property maintenance more manageable for me. And if it's not on this board, I'm going to
0: put on that board. It's (laughs) out,
1: but it's our responsibility to be of value in that mission. So, that opens up a whole line of interesting questions and opportunities and that's a challenge. Because if we can control these things that we do, what about the things that we can't? How can we continue to deliver on that mission? How can we force ourselves to grow or challenge ourselves to grow and to be of more value and more service to as many people as possible? We wanna be a tool, the Swiss Army knife in your toolbox, but if you think of us less as what we do and why we exist, that's where things get interesting and that's where we're at, at 20, in 2024 talking about what this brand is and what it means and what we're exploring in like a startup kind of mentality yeah. where, hey, challenge us, you know, give us a zinger and let's see how we do it. But you hit the nail on the head. So for property owners, property managers, residential, commercial, first-time home buyers, we exist primarily to do the things that need to get done when you need them inside of that structure. Yep. And well too, I'll say that. All
0: right, so we're gonna do a little speed round, real fast. That calls call the bonus round for episode.
1: Because we've been going slow until
0: now. Well, technically, we've been having a conversation. Today is just like a little faster, right? Let's now. go hit me. All right, so name three qualities you look for in someone when you hire them.
1: Okay, I won't cheat. I won't go for our values because okay. we already covered that. that. <clears throat> Body language. Oh. Like that says eye a contact, lot about everything. because it's it says a lot, a lot about, about someone. like your confidence, your yep. and. I don't care about nerves. I don't care about stuttering, your sweating, yeah. your armpits, like it's energy, right? Yeah. Trans, yep. transfer energy. Because if you can't move my needle, you I'm ain't gonna exactly. you're not gonna you're not gonna be a good fit in the clubhouse. You're not gonna move the needle for our clients. And yep. and one of the things, I don't think we said it yet, five star client experiences. Why do we exist? That's the standard. Five star client experiences. So if you don't send that message to me that you can help us accomplish that, if you're not Bye. moving my needle, you know, if the stars are not accumulating, um, so three things. So um, that's one. We two more. Curiosity. Curiosity. Oh, because I want them to be, go ahead. if you ask, you ask your own question. <laughs> go
0: ahead. <laughs> you you take this one.
1: <laughs> if you ask good questions, then it means that you want to solve big problems, you know, or you can, or yep. you're open-minded, right? And it goes back to that growth-mindedness and that uh that open-mindedness and humility you know uh, it kind of it touches on those things but you put me on the spot so no, those uh, are good answers right i need to know that you're gonna work you know and the other thing is because if you're humble like how do you communicate with other people how do you galvanize a team how do you make other people better uh and humility is a it's a superpower it when is. it comes to that you it know? is 100%. self-deprecating humor sarcasm <laughs> you, you need now you're speaking exactly. my language
0: hired <laughs> say less you're in <laughs> All right, what do you think is the best way to spread awareness of your business? This is the thing we think all entrepreneurs want to always know. What's the best way to spread awareness of your business, do you think? Oh, look, I just said it. It's
1: what's other people, and it's five-star client experiences. So those other people, obviously who you serve with the thing that you do, make them raving fans. And if you only did a good job... Yeah, you want to do a great job.
0: You should be concerned. Bless your heart. (laughs) Nice try,
1: sweetie. Someone tells you you did a good job, you didn't move the needle. No. Right? Nope. You got to get them. So other people, I mean, fans and the people on your team, the people in your organization, they should be your biggest fans. Like cuz if you wouldn't it's like if we if my company made ice cream but you wouldn't eat that ice cream, something's wrong. You only got a job. Yep. Yep. That means you don't have a calling, you don't have a mission, you're not in the right in the right place. So those should be your biggest fans and that energy should transfer to create those five-star client experiences. And look, the challenge for Boomzeal, it's that we want to find as many ways to add value, to yep. be of service even if it's a thing that we can't directly monetize with our drain cleaning services, you know or something like that. I love this. All right. What business mantra do
0: you live by? You mentioned two, but give me one you didn't mention yet.
1: Um To me business mantra and life mantra they go hand in hand they, they feel like, right? I don't know how to separate yeah, the two anymore. Same. Uh, you can be How does it go? I must be what I can be. Mm. Chew on that for a minute. No,
0: I, when I, yeah, I like that. I read that before, actually.
1: What can you be? And I must be what I can be. Can you see it? Can you feel it? Then you must be it. Otherwise, it's unrealized potential. And if you don't have a vision, if you can't see it, if you can't feel it. Yep. Yeah, then you got to do some deep work.
0: 100%. All right, our last question for you today, what makes Boom Zeal Enterprises different from other companies?
1: Uh, I think that we just approach what we do differently because I'm a contrarian at heart, so it's I clearly the tone gets set from somewhere so by operating with a startup mentality that hey let's break everything down and rebuild it let's challenge tried and true trade businesses plumbing construction home improvement home services they're on every corner so what makes us different so Mm -hmm. that's the cross that we bear and that's that boomsia layer and that's how do we incorporate who we are and lead with that and attract the right people, right? Because at the end of the day, you're asking what makes us different. Well, the fact that we require and demand ourselves to be different, to keep raising the bar, to keep growing, uh, it will force us to be different because then we can't be the same as everyone and everything else. And ultimately that magnetism, the boom magnetism of pulling the right people align towards us and, And this is a danger zone. You can't be all things to all people. People, So, and and that goes in any stakeholder in your business, whether it's building your team or who you seek to serve or what you seek to serve them them with, the clearer you get on that. And we've gotten more and more clear on who we are, which means that we're speaking to other who's like us that will value the service that we intend to provide and might even want to be part of what we're doing. Yeah. You know, create this magnetism where... We talked about the energy exchange, you know, and the, and the manifestation of the universe pulling the right opportunities and the right people towards you. Well, us sitting here and having this conversation exactly. is me trying to be the physical manifestation yeah. of the mouthpiece that expresses why we exist and, and what we seek to do and who we seek to do it with and who we seek to do it for. So uh, I think we just are different that's perfect and <laughs> we will always
0: be okay with that
1: yep so because you're great
0: you're not good you're great just so you know i'm striving to be great you are don't show us you got this all right so before we wrap our show is there anything in closing you want to share about growing your business that we did not cover any quick last tips you have about growing your business one last thing give somebody like earlier you talked about systematics so sorry systems and being a systematic want to go on that a little bit
1: that's i, I always think that's the most important part you nailed it because we there, nailed it high five Continue. do I need to talk or yeah so- fine you go <laughs> ahead do your thing <laughs> so and and because I am a uh, I'm a a lifelong student and one of the thought leaders mentors that still exists in my head to this day is Michael Gerber the e-myth the entrepreneurial myth and his mantra his his What he preaches is all about systems. And he points to Ray Kroc and he points to McDonald's and he points to the fact that he didn't go into the burger business. He went into the the hamburger store sales mechanism business. And at the end of the day, he had to build the systems around the delivery of those burgers that that was the business. And at the end of the day, if you want to grow, is one person has a capacity, has a limit. So if you're going to leverage other people or you're going to leverage technology or AI or what have you, then you sure as heck better build out the systems and procedures that dictate how you do it because you can grow, but can you grow sustainably? You have to be consistent. And if you're not persistent about coming up with the methods uh, to the madness that makes your special sauce, then you're never going to achieve that success and sustain it so growth is one thing sustained growth you know another because I I love to share education is good to great Jim Collins Mm -hmm. so you want to take some lessons on on growth and sustaining it and where a lot of my frameworks come from I have consumed way more knowledge from people way more successful than I am. That I am kind of just like the mannequin. You know, you pull the (laughs) string and I'll say a thing in my own way that somebody else said. So there's so much knowledge out there. There's so many mistakes that other people have made. And you can learn from. Yep. So you want to grow? Well, then you better learn and you better not stop learning. And. If you're the, if you're a business leader, you go to those people who you serve or who help provide that service and you ask them questions of how you can help them do it better. And you get that feedback, you get that feedback from your clients. How could we help you more? You might find your next upsell. You might find your next service that you're going to add on the bolt on. The growth comes to you sometimes. It it does. And so that curiosity, like we were saying, the curiosity about challenging yourself to be more, to be better, to be, be but not settling for good. Yep. Great. Great. So here's my finale. just combining all these concepts towards driving forward taking action and asking a lot of the right questions and you'll be amazed at what you'll uncover
0: that is great information phil i appreciate that all right, I want to thank you so much for having your time here today. We so appreciate you. I want to also make sure anybody at home, if you are in need of any home or business maintenance services like plumbing, water restoration, junk removal, or contracting, make sure to contact BoomZill Enterprises for any commercial residential property management need. BoomZill is accountable, solution-oriented, and always growing. Visit their website at boomzill.com for more information. We want to thank you all for watching or listening to the podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast, Long Island Business Minds, wherever you get your podcast. And until our next show, we want to make sure we wish you all sanity, and success. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you at our next episode. The Long Island Business Minds podcast is an original production by Going Local Media. Be a guest on one of their podcasts to increase brand awareness, to connect to a new audience, and to use as a content marketing tool. For more information on being a guest, please send an email to info at goinglocalmedia.com.